welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 30. The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. Hello and welcome back to another 64 Tacos podcast. Today we're going to be doing a water cooler chat about the new Lord of the Rings TV show, The Rings of Power, on Amazon. Um, so I think we're just going to jump right into it. I've got Dan and I here, and uh, this is set, what is it, roughly 3,000 or so years before the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit take place, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's in the Second Age. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. So yeah, um, long time, long time pre- uh, before uh, any of the events in the movies that we've seen. Most very very few of the characters are going to be available, which is which is kind of good. But we do have already in these t- first two episodes, we've met uh, Gladriel and um, Elrond, mm-hmm. and then we've met ancestors of some of the dwarves. And there's also a mysterious character who shows up in a shooting star or a comet or something, right? And I don't think they explicitly say it, but my theory is that's Gandalf. That's 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 a theory. It, it doesn't. I don't know what they're doing with that. If that's Gandalf, because okay. Gandalf in the lore has been alive since the very near beginning. He's one of the Valar, I think. Yeah. Um. So why he would appear unknowing, sort of un he seems out of it he looks like he could be gandalf because of the you know the gray beard and mm-hmm. he's he's you know he's large human sized big folk as they as they say yes as the um, as the uh... yeah so like it makes sense if you don't look at where gandalf came from maybe they're doing something interesting with like he was somehow he's being sent there and that was mm-hmm. the manner of his sending. I I don't know. It, it that's one thing where I I can't figure out how it would it could be Gandalf, but I'm not sure who they're who else they would be popping up. I'm I'm a little rusty on on I haven't read the Silmarillion for a long time. Yeah. I'd have to, you know, I'd have to to go back and look to see who else it could be, but it doesn't it, it feels like it might be a problem if it's Gandalf as far as the lore is concerned, as far as the story is concerned, if, if you get rid of, you know, uh, Quentin Silmarillion, then uh, sure. That might be kind of fun, but I'm not, I'm just not sure how that's going to work yet. So we'll have to see. Um, Um, So yeah, the the story starts off with the uh, explanation of the first time Sauron appeared, if I'm not mistaken. And then kind of the elves came from their land to, uh, Middle Earth of uh, of the evil, and then we follow Gladriel as she seeks out um, Sauron in an attempt to completely eliminate him. And this goes on for centuries. She's unable to definitively destroy Sauron, though there's been no signs of him either. Yep, they. Uh, she's continuing to pursue. Even though everyone else is sort of saying, well, you know, it's been so long, it's probably, he's probably gone, you know, it's time to to call it good. 
and stop trying. She's convinced that she has to keep trying, perhaps spurred by the death of her brother. Uh, was it fin- Finrod? Yep. Um, the, who's a, who's a real character from Silmarillion and, and, and other writings and stuff. Okay. They're setting it up sort of as a, she's the only one that still believes that he's out there and, and right. dangerous. And the only one that at least partially believes her is maybe Elrond. And as much as he says that, you know, he's, he's willing to, to look out and, and pursue him if it, if it pops up. And then we get to, you know, for her story, then we go, we go to the king saying it's over. It's time for the, 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 you know, the, the company who had pursued for all these, you know, all these centuries or, mm-hmm. or however long it was to go to the gray havens back across, um, uh, the Sundering Sea to uh, to where the elves originated, where we first meet Galadriel and her brother. Um, and uh, she grudgingly accepts, hops in a boat with all the other elves um, who are going back. And right at the at the at the gates, so to speak, of uh, of um, the Grey Havens, she decides Nah, screw it. I'm grabbing my yeah. uh, <laughs> grabbing my dagger and hopping in the water. That's where she currently is. She she swam for a bit, came across some other um, uh, sh- shipwrecked, shipwrecked. Yeah, who were damaged by this sea creature. I think they call it the worm. Mm-hmm. Um, their boat was damaged, and then they're attacked again. And it's just her and some dude. And then they they sort of it looks like they land on some sort of some sort of either fortress or or, or seawall at the very end. And that's that's where her story ends mm-hmm. during the first two episodes. Uh, but we also get to uh, follow a couple other threads. Uh, so like the uh, there's the elf who is um, has an outpost near a uh, in the south near the, the southern human settlement yeah when the human in, in the in the southlands or i'm not exactly sure what they called it but in the southlands with at a human settlement who's uh who's uh apparently in love with uh the 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 healing woman there mm-hmm. um or at least from somewhat of a distance and at that right as as we meet him and her and the rest of the very grubby i mean she's not grubby but everybody else is very grubby. Yeah, the humans are very <laughs> primitive at this point, except the one that we're following, except yeah. the one that we're supposed to admire. The, the, pre- the pretty one is very mm-hmm. clean. Yes. Uh, and everybody else is just <laughs> dirty and wearing aprons and, and boxer shorts, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a little, <laughs> little strange. The uh, the elves are, are told, as you know, as was happening with, with Galadriel's story, that, you know, we're calling it good, so we don't have to have um any elves out in any human outpost and what they were actually doing was not protecting the humans but watching them to find out whether they were perhaps still supporting morgoth who is the big the big bad the Mm -hmm. he's the leader um he's the guy that uh that sauron served he's the original he's the devil basically in in the myth the creation myth he uh he says you know i i want to do my own thing and then is banished from from the uh from the valar by um by by god effectively uh and then sauron serves him and they during these these wars on on middle earth the continent of middle earth apparently a lot of these humans their ancestors served uh chose to serve morgoth so they're being watched um and there's a little bit of a or a lot of uh sort of distrust and and uh dislike between the elves and the humans there and they uh and uh, you know this was this was done pretty well i think 
Um, I actually, to be honest, my least favorite of the three stories that we're following is Galadriel's. Um, really? Yeah. I, it's it's not that it's bad. I just it I haven't been able to sort of some of the the actions and and tone and motivations of Galadriel don't really feel. I don't know if they if they if it like her getting all the way like her deciding to go on the boat all the way to the Grey Havens and then um jump off in the middle of the ocean thousands of leagues away from anything <laughs> anything you know right uh in in a dress you know uh and just be like I'm I'm I I'd, I'd rather die drown like just you know die of, of exposure then you know it's like if you felt this strongly why did you, i don't know it, it's not mm-hmm. bad i just sometimes i felt like she's i don't know and again we meet her thousands of years later at the end of the third age in the uh in in the lord of the rings and she's mm-hmm. much more sort of calm and measured and maybe this is a relative youth of an elf you know she's in her younger days and is wilder yeah, but also she's in the in the lord of the rings she has this intense intense uh passion about her too yeah. um when she uh when she talks about the the power of the rings and all that like it's and i i think that um that that is being played out here with the and yes it is it, it certainly is last minute dramatic um made for storytelling yeah we're gonna have this be you know a big a big ordeal I think I think the Gladriel character is very interesting, and and maybe it is the worst of the main lines, but maybe that also might be a testament to that the quality that we're dealing with already. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's bad. I, I don't dislike it. It just though that's the only notes where I felt where I was like, ah, you're gonna have to. I need to see more. You have to convince me yet. This is a little. It doesn't feel quite right. But I guess what I would say about the other stories is they felt they 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 felt. I, I I just sort of like instinctively uh um uh adapted or, or um or like it, it felt right to me, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. What did you think of the dwarves? I think the so, dwarves were, were done quite well. We briefly talked about this before I had watched it, how mm-hmm. you felt like they were more well rounded. Um yeah. and Elrond, yeah, I, Elrond goes to the uh to Casa um, Doom. Yeah, Casa of Doom. And to, with the intent of uh, employing the dwarves to help um, with the construction of a great forge, if I'm not mistaken, for Cele- Celebrimbor? Yeah, uh, Celebrimbor, uh, Celebrimbor? Is, the, is the great um, elven um, maker of things, mm-hmm. um, smith, etc. And yeah, yeah, so he wants to build a, a massive forge, and, and Elrond suggests his friend Durin, Mm-hmm. um who uh who is i believe the son of the of the of the king under under the mountain yes um, uh <clears throat> right so they go there and uh there's a I, I you know i actually thought this was pretty good um it was kind of funny the way uh durin was pretty reticent but i think <laughs> it it did a great job of pointing out the fact that elves sometimes kind of float above the world and forget mm-hmm. that the shorter lived people to them, twenty years is. I don't it's remember how. Yeah, I don't remember how long dwarves live. Um, if they're long, I think they're longer lived. Yeah, I think um, it's much like hundred, hundreds of years. Um, yeah, maybe not, longer, not, than, longer hobbits. than hobbits. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hundreds of years, but not but, thousands. Um, um, no, no. 
And so, you know, when he missed 20 years and, and, you know, the, his marriage and his, the birth of his two children, Duran's that I'm speaking of, mm-hmm. you know, Duran was pissed. Um, yeah. You know, and so <clears throat> I think that that was kind of a nice thing. It was a little bit of fun conflict and an interesting way to meet the characters. And there was some good back and forth. Yeah. I have to say, I'm impressed by the quality of the production. The writing's pretty damn good. The acting is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. The visuals and, um, and the CG and the set design are just amazing. The They're music's phenomenal, great. Yeah. I, this, it looks as good, if not better than, you know, than than uh the uh the six lord of the rings movies uh and hobbit yes. movies um it, that fits in it's not it doesn't look janky uh, it looks great um i'm it, it, you know it's just it's just a high quality production the the tone gladriel tone was i'm not saying it won't work for me but i'm a little bit dubious like i said but um <laughs> i love the, the the way the dwarf and um you know with uh the elrond and um durance i felt like that that looks great casa doom looked awesome with you know actual yeah. living creatures in it and, and yeah and yeah. there's some nice uh nice shots of it where i i watched a a video with side by side they had some side by sides of that um because that's where they go that's where the the fellowship yeah. goes through yep. and they meet the ball the ball rug um spoiler alert yeah um and 20 years later yeah one of and, the most famous um, movies ever right and they showed the two scenes but next to each other and it's really cool what they did with it oh that's good um, i i heard they 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 had you know they've they've taken the the visual tone and and stuff and they went to new zealand for i think a bunch of the of the filming okay. and it, it, it looks I don't know. It, it fits in with the movies. Uh, it's yeah. it's not a stretch. I was a little leery of the whole exercise because I have not seen Amazon do too many things super well. I, I've read the Wheel of Time books and I watched the first season of Wheel of Time. And uh, let's just say that the Lord of the Rings did a much better job. Uh, <laughs> the, the Rings of Power here has done a much better job so far. Yeah, that I remember you suggesting the that. Wheel of Time, you know, when when it first came out because you had read the books, you hadn't seen the series yet. Yeah. Um, so I I started the first episode and got like halfway through and I'm like, man, I I hope this isn't what Dan was hoping for because it's really not that great. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. And like I, I I so I watched the whole season on that. We won't get too distracted with this, but yeah. it's not all bad. But there's some there's some. Uh, I think it's worth watching, kind of worth watching, in the hopes that it gets better. Okay. If if you don't know the the Wheel of Time stories, it was it was it was tough a tough swallow the the choices they made throughout that season. Now they was all filmed during COVID. One of their sure. lead actors had to leave, who was a key character, so they they couldn't like they had to like you know cut and paste and make some random shit up for the last couple episodes um you know because i think he left because he didn't want to get vaccinated or something i don't know so it they, everything was against them but they definitely uh it was it was not great um this well, yeah. however amazon's doing a real good job with yeah, this one so um, far and 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 the the things that wheel of time missed on obviously the plot is you know it's an invented plot, so they can't really miss on plot as much as Wheel of Time adaptation uh, adaptation did. But, right. but they they got the Wheel of Time was a little chintzy looking and under <laughs> under budgeted at times. Like they, sometimes you're like, oh, I can see the lack of budget there. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas 
Whereas this, you never once suspected that there were limitations uh, at all um, yeah, uh, on well, what, what they wanted to spend. When, when Bezos says we're gonna we're gonna spend two hundred million dollars just to get the rights, um, yeah. <laughs> you better hope they put some production. And behind I think it. They, I think they spent enough. I think it, it was like something like two fifty to to just get the okay from the uh, Tolkien estate to do it. Yeah. And then it was another like 250 for the first season or something like that. Yeah. So, so what, we're, what we're dealing with is like $30 million episodes, you know? Right. Um, and you're like, and that doesn't always translate to, to things looking right, but I feel of like course. they made good choices. Um, I'm really enjoying, you know, I, I'm interested in the, the human, with the with the elf dude uh, by the way i love his breastplate the elf yes, breastplates all of their armor is amazing all the super elven, cool the elven uh, elven yeah. gear is just and it the looks, dwarven stuff is phenomenal the too dwarves, they, the dwarves actually i like the the look of the dwarves better in this than in either of the uh mm-hmm. the, the two previous trilogies i feel but like yeah. they've they've done a, a good job making them not look goofy but still, you know, look smaller and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this is a, a total like random small doesn't really matter. note. but I like how Duran's wife um, has just a, a hint of beard yeah. uh, on, her, on her face. It's yeah. like it's like a, an interesting uh, compromise from the it's old the beards. Yeah, it's the beards, you know, <laughs> so they gave her just a little bit, uh, just a little beard. Yeah. Yeah. But she still, you know, she still looks, still you know, feminine. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was kind of well done. They were willing to, to, to go at least part of the way there. I guess full yeah. beards would have been, would have been maybe more true. I don't remember how, uh, uh, all the details of that. It's, you don't get elven women or dwarven women in the books really, I think at all. No. So we don't I mean, really don't get, get to meet don't any, get but, many women at all, but no, many at um, all, but. But I and I and I uh, was really enjoying the uh, Harfoot section as well. Yes, the Harfoot um, was a yeah. great tribute to the uh, the hobbits. Of, yeah, the, the pre-hobbits. Yeah. Um, but it, it it I they managed to get the tone of sort of whimsy, but like they they aren't quite like Shire settled Shire hobbits. No, they're they're, they're migratory. Yeah, right now. they're they're travelers, and they're they they are. And this was great because they're 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 they hide from from all the uh, the big folk um their their instinct is to hide and we know that almost nobody knows much about hobbits because they keep to themselves and they're small and they they're they're cloistered um and that right that totally fits in they're um, they're more of a um more of a woodland creature like a, like a like a fairy or a or an elf in in our culture would be like they right. don't nobody knows whether they really exist i mean yep. obviously we know that elves really do exist in our world but um well, of course but um yeah they're you you only <laughs> catch a glimpse of them out of this corner of your eye and then when you look they're gone uh, which is neat uh It'll be yeah. interesting to see how they evolve. Like and, if this and, series takes them to the Shire, or uh, how that all works out. Or yeah, I'm not sure exactly when they settle. They become more settled uh, uh, agrarian type society rather mm-hmm. than um, rather than uh, being sort of traveling sort of uh, foragers, which is what they seem to be now. I, th- I think it all makes sense. Like it's a, it's a thing where a lot of times people in in you know in the third age, even in the third age with the hobbits, like people who know them say oh no they'd look like children to you like like because people right. don't know who they are or you know even you know the uh 
it's when you think about the rings of power themselves, nine rings for the humans, three rings for the elves, seven rings for the dwarves. Where are the rings for the hobbits? They aren't there right. because the dark one doesn't even pay attention or care or think they're they're worthy of of, mm-hmm. of anything. And it turns out that was his undoing, his underestimating and dismissing this small little group of uh, of yeah. seemingly weak and, and powerless um, creatures. So I think that that fits in really well. Uh, I I really like enjoy this the uh, the uh, the actors um, the actresses um, who play the, uh, the the two younger um, hobbits who are the ones who find Nori and uh, and uh, what's her what's what's Poppy? her friend's name Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah, the main one's definitely Nori, um, and uh, she's the one that's kind of driving, and she has a little more urge to go go see the world than than is normal among the Harfoots. Right. But, um, but yeah, she is, she finds the uh, the man on the meteor, um, and uh, and she's trying to to figure out what he's what he's saying, what he what he needs, and he's he's having trouble, you know, communicating anything. He clearly is magical, um, which they did really really cool ma- uh, visuals with like yes. the forest coming down on top of them, and I just just really well done. So I I'm I'm quite impressed with all that. Also, a neat thing is. Um, that way they chose to do deal with accents. Um, all the, yeah. uh, all the, uh, the Harfoots seem to be of uh, the Irish, right? Type. Um, the dwarves are Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, so far the elves are sort of like upper crust, um, English. Mm-hmm. And then the humans are uh, not quite Cockney, but you know, uh, sort of a, uh, uh, one of the, 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 the sort of more middle-class, um, uh, uh, English accents yeah. and it helps make the, the, the races feel different and separated. Um, and, uh, I, th- I think that was a, a good choice. And actually I, I kind of like the, the choices they made when you, when you think of Scottish dwarves kind of make sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not that I'm, you know, the Scottish, all, all our Scottish listeners, uh, please yes. send your hate mail to, uh, to us, <laughs> to stem show at 64 tacos.com. But, uh, <laughs> that, that will actually, that is an actual email address. If you're working. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I just, it feels like it fits the tone of the, of their societies and, and, and our personal preconceptions, you know, like the, yeah. the Irish, there's a, it feels like there's a closer connection to, to fairies and, and elves and, and stuff like that and, yeah. and of course the elves are sort of like haughty a little more haughty upper crust and mm-hmm. and the humans are just kind of working class you know uh accents and i think that was a smart move and it also gives you a little a little sort of another way to separate everybody else out and keep everybody straight but yeah, yeah. i other than being a little lukewarm on the galadriel storyline i have i have no complaints i think it's been really really good yeah, um, so we we talked about this a little bit last night, but um, there's one one glaring difference between this uh, installation of Middle Earth and the um, and the uh, original movies, and that is we have people of color playing the roles, and um, I'm sure there we like we talked about last night. There are probably people who hate it because they're it's not true to what tolkien wrote because everybody was white in tolkien's world although i should point out that uh tolkien described um harfoots as being browner of skin Hmm. um so even though not everybody is brown of skin in the in the in the series that we're watching um 
uh, great casting with Lenny Henry as being the sort of like yes. leader. Uh, he's I've always liked him, uh, and uh, he does all all the all the Harfoots like all the acting in the Harfoots is particular. I know it's maybe not the most showy role, but like they really nail that sort of like whimsy yes. and sort of fun loving, you know, while at the same time being very careful of, of the outside world. And Lenny Henry does a great job as the sort of like you know head you know, decision maker guy with the book with all the information, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. And, um, I think, uh, I think the, the, the use of the different ethnicities within the different races, it brings, legitimizes this installation of, of the, uh, of Tolkien's world in, in our time, because it, if they were, if they weren't, if they were blind to the fact that, well, first, first of all, we've got actually we have significant female characters, and now we've got significant um, non-white characters. It just makes it creates a world where everybody there's there's representation for everyone, and I think that's important. And then also they don't they don't hit you over the head with it, um, which is always my my problem with a lot of the. Uh, the attempts to do this um they just they're they're just there you know it's a person of a different ethnicity in this group and that it just there's no question about it um there's no acknowledgement of it it's just that's the way it is and that's the way it should be and i think that's the right approach for for a modern take on a on tolkien's world yep and to be fair <coughs> there are you know, if you look closely, you can find a couple references like the Harfoots being browner of skin. I think it, there are drafts where Tolkien mentioned that um, that that elves, uh, or there were at least some elves, were darker skinned in, in in drafts, even if it didn't necessarily make it. Of course, he never had a final draft of the Silmarillion that was put out by his son Christopher and uh, helped by Guy Gabriel Kay, another very good author. Um, you know, back when that actually came out long after his death, he wanted to finish it, but just, you know, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, you know, 80 some years wasn't enough to tell, <laughs> to tell the story he wanted to tell. And it is a very epic story, so I can't blame him, but there's, yeah. there's some hints that, and he doesn't spend a lot of time describing, you know, um, biology, skin tones, things right. like that. I mean, the lack of female characters is, you know, well, that's that's a pretty obvious one. And, you know, that's that's a it's not good, but it's certainly, you know, par for the course at the time. Right. Um, and you can you can defend it somewhat by saying, well, it was war. And especially at the time, war was the domain of men. And, and you know, combat still mostly is not completely, of course. But so, like, you can kind of half defend it. But like, why are you trying? Why are you getting all upset trying to defend you know, uh, everyone has to be white and male, you know, I can, right. I don't, that's just, that's a tough sell. I, you know, like you said, you don't want to get like, get your head, get it banged over your head. Like, Hey, Hey, look what we're doing here. You just, mm -hmm. you just want to go ahead and do it. So like Lenny Henry is just such a great job in that role that I didn't, I, I, I remember thinking, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you haven't seen a black hobbit. I mean, he's not a hobbit before, but like, so you, you kind of maybe take note initially, but he does such a good job with the character. You forget about it pretty much right away. You're like, Oh mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 
that guy is that guy's nailing it and not because he's black or he's not black or whatever but because he's just doing a great job same with the uh with the elf uh, among the uh, humans who loves the woman yeah um, you yeah, know he he's is mixed race but he he has a he has such a striking elven look about him and, exactly and he really nails the sort of reticence and sort of otherworldliness compared to the humans that you don't for an instant <laughs> oh this you know yeah. I, I i imagine this character this made-up character as being white it's like ah i don't i just yeah. i don't want to spend time worrying about that that's dumb yep. i i know it anyhow i let's i think we've been going for a while here so yeah no we're approaching um, half an hour so so yeah let's maybe let's wrap it up but so far so good you yes. know a couple of things i'd i'd love to see the galadriel story really really catch me more um and i'm hoping that will happen as we go on um, I'm still open to that, although it's it's like I said, it's it's I feel like it's nail it's the least of uh, engaging or at least true feeling, so to speak, which is a weird thing, but to me of of the stories. But I I'm I'm pleasantly surprised so far. I'm I think it's very well done, and um, I think they're uh, they're doing a great job. So Absolutely, far. I completely agree, and I'm looking forward to uh, the the next episode. Yeah, to see where this goes um we're gonna try and continue this series on a weekly basis uh so look for our next episode um in about a week yep. thanks for listening and we'll see you later i caught it on audio 